Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. All characters during the show, such as Donatella Iglesias, Jimmy Coconuts, and Tyler Jerry are copywritten and are satirical. Any similarity to any persons living or dead is completely coincidental. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was now finest. Guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. And today we're going to do an episode that, largely because of me being, you know, lazy and subeducated, and there's a lot of words in this one, <laughs> we've been holding this episode off for a while, but it's really important, and it's kind of, I mean, honestly, it should have been the baseline for a lot of our past episodes. <laughs> we're going to talk about the immune system. Yeah, so this is a really big topic. Yeah. A lot of people get degrees that are focused solely on immunology, and because of that, or related to that, it's a very complex system. And you might think, you know, you've seen Osmosis Jones, you've seen And the Band Plays On, or Philadelphia, so you know the immune system's really just a couple T-cells going around getting AIDS. <laughs> but, but, you know, Sean is an immunology researcher, and he tells me it's actually incredibly complex. More like the Pentagon, or Langley. Or Sounds of the Lambs. Oh, okay. That's good. It got better. When you said the Pentagon, I thought you just meant the shape. And I was like, it's not that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's just got five sides. I don't know. That's like, like really deserving. The immune system is very complicated. We're going to do it in two episodes. So this episode is going to be about the innate immune system. And next time is going to be about the adaptive. Think of it like your local cops versus the CIA and the intelligence agencies, right? <laughs> This episode, we're going to focus on your local beat cops eating donuts, crumbs, dribbling down their <laughs> cheek. We're talking about the guys who are there, who are learning about the criminals, find them off day by day, sometimes getting military-grade weapons. We're going to talk about why that makes sense. And then the next episode, we're talking about all the adaptive ways, the intelligence community of your immune system that finds Osama bin Laden doesn't really do anything about it. 9-11 happens, but then oh. we're going to torture some people, and it's going it, it, uh, to... You're... Whoopsie. Yeah. Yep. That was a whoopsie, in any case. <laughs> so what I do want to say is that these episodes are going to be very information-dense, you guys. So, you know, of course, Nathan's going to be here to try to cut it up with just insanity, but... At the same time, it is a lot of info. It's good. I got some shit to talk about this episode. <laughs> and, and it's not about science. One thing I want to say is that even for me, immunology is a subject that is sometimes frustratingly complex. There's a lot of different names in yeah. it. Every few years, some new kind of immune cell is discovered, and then a bunch of other scientists right. yell about it. Scientists have a turf war yes. over what terms to use. Yes. And whether certain cells exist at all as a separate type of cell, there's an entire kind of cell... That to this day, some scientists still say does not exist. So right, you know. exactly, that's immunology dada, <laughs> right? Like the whole immunology construct is a bourgeois <laughs> idea. That's like those immunologists. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> in some cases, it comes down to like really frustrating ontological arguments, or like I. You need to remind about. me what that word means. Well, so, so in some cases, the arguments boil down to how do you even decide what a t 
type of cell is with air quotes or like what wow. counts as a new kind of cell is it by function so cells that do different things do they count as different kinds of cells or is it by origin cells that come from different places but do the exact same thing are they technically different kinds of cells those arguments are all over the place in immunology. The same philosophical debates that determine who gets to be part of my race or not part of my race. Oh, Jesus. Just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just kidding. Ruinous. <laughs> and that's funny because I'm like mixed race. Yeah. I'm like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like me and huskies yeah. are my race. Yeah. For you, it's either everybody or nobody. Right. Okay. So all of that said, we're going to get into it starting with innate immunity in this episode. So, Sean, do you think you're going to get flamed on Twitter by other immunologists who are like, that's nature, not nurture? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If we had a sufficient listenership, then I would say that a lot of things that we do say here is going to upset at least one immunologist. Like and I, it's not just the race stuff. <laughs> it's, it's never the race stuff. It's a yeah, classically amazing. politically incorrect immunologist. Oh, my um, God. Anyway, so innate immunity broadly. What does the innate immune system do? Right? Uh, I mean, I have an innate one to Jordan Peterson. Like, I just see his face, and I'm like, there's an innate feeling of disgust in me. <laughs> right? So, so yeah, innate is talking about sort of built-in base level. Right? right. It's supposed to act quickly and bluntly. Right. Again, so, just like the cops just stopping and frisking people in New York City. Okay? Is it targeted? Well, it actually was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a blunt instrument, baby. Yes. So... These innate immune cells, they're just going around. They're circulating around. They're checking up on shit, making sure that things look okay, you know, in that area. So patrol right. cars, right. beat cops. This is what McNulty becomes when he gets jaded at being a detective. Yes. That's a wire reference, baby. Yes, yes. And uh, Detective Santangelo was also assigned to be a beat cop after being a really shitty murder cop. Yeah. Also from The Wire. I don't remember all the Italian names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Santangelo season one. doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter, everybody. Okay, so <laughs> these guys, they're hanging out in all of your tissues. They're waiting for something to look at them wrong so that they can flip the fuck out. And broadly, they do not care about the specific identity of something. What they do care about is to see if something acts kind of bad. Right. Or looks in some kind of sort of broad way. Almost like a profiling. Right. It's like a Japanese surveillobot. What is that? Yeah, it's a new test program in Fukuoka. They, oh, they, okay. Yeah, there's these sentient robots that can arrest on site. I, I thought you were talking about something real. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Nothing new comes in Fukuoka. I got, I got fooled. Dude, Fukuoka burn. <laughs> Nailed it. Provincial. Okay. <laughs> so they recognize evolutionarily coded patterns, profiles, through protein receptors. And these protein receptors are either called pathogen-associated molecular patterns... Oh, PAMPs! ...or damage-associated molecular patterns. PAMPs and DAMPs. Okay. Just to unpack a little bit about what those words mean, they're looking at a profile of different kinds of molecules or shapes... Right. ...or activities that normally pathogens have, like bacteria, viruses, fungi... Right. 
Or they're looking at a pattern of different molecules and stuff associated with cells dying. Right. Because if there's a bunch of cells dying, your immune system wants to know why. So it's kind of a mix of, like, statisticians who work in the homicide department who are like, where are the bodies dropping? And stop and frisk. Hey! You look Latino. Hop, 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 hop. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the profiling aspect, yeah, definitely works out to me. Also on the statistician side being like, wow, there's a lot of burglaries in this neighborhood. We should check out, you know, what's going on there. By the way, I don't endorse stop and frisk. Um, <laughs> You're bringing uh, it up a I, lot. <laughs> I've evolved since running for president and dropping out and not paying my employees. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Excellent burn. That's yeah, a subtle Cory Booker burn. What? Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So... Let's start talking about who these actual Dramokes are, right? So first up, there's this broad category, white blood cells. Yeah, I've learned about those. Not all white blood cells are innate immune cells. Okay. But broadly, white blood cells are also called leukocytes. Okay. So sometimes you'll hear about leukocytes or leukemia. Right. Which is a cancer of white blood cells. Within this category of white blood cells, there's a subcategory. All right, next vocab word. Hey, yeah, say this one. Phagocyte. It's like sarcophagus. Yeah. Because the sarcophagus eats your body. Really? Well. I thought it was just like a thing that you laid in. Yeah, but it's like eating your body. That makes sense. Because you go inside of it. Whatever, it doesn't we'll matter. We'll tighten this part in the <laughs> Well, the point is, <laughs> phagocytes are eating cells. That's like the whole idea of them. Phagocytosis right. is a certain kind of way that cells can bring things into the sure. cell body. It's like if Osmosis Jones was also Venom. Just like, he's like, yeah. and just like fucking full, sort of full blown eat yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. And so phagocytosis, the process of doing this big eaty thing, yeah. is one of many ways to bring things into cells. There is macropenocytosis. There's various different kinds of what? Macropeno? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to micropenocytosis. So this category, they like to eat stuff. And there are several cell types that are within this category. And the okay. first one to talk about is neutrophils. Neutrophils we have brought up in other episodes. Right. You said these are the Paul Walkers of the immune system. They yeah. live fast and Re die young. Rest in peace. So neutrophils, they like to run around... Almost like the expendables. In humans, neutrophils are like a super common type of white blood cell. We make about 100 billion of them every single day. Mm. And that's because they gut up, they run around, and then they die. Just all the time. So we are constantly losing neutrophils. Even when there's nothing for them to react to. They mm. just die automatically. Uh, so they are the most common immune cell that you have in your body. They normally run around your blood in an immature form, and they live somewhere between a few hours to up to a week. That's pretty cool. When they get activated, usually by just like the, the slightest whiff of danger. These are kind of uh, like police dogs. I feel like police dogs are much better trained than neutrophils Keep are. going, keep going. Don't let me slow you down. I feel like these are like rookie cops that are like a little too trigger happy. Right, 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 right. In that once there's a little whiff of danger or they can kind of see that there's a pathogen around, they get super excited, they exit the blood and they go through the wall of the blood vessels. So your artery, vein, capillary situation. And Chicken they get just out. go through your blood vessels? So your blood vessels are made up of cells, right? Right. And those cells normally are like really tightly fitted together so that shit doesn't just leak out, right? Right. But when there is something happening on the other side of the blood vessel, in your tissue, your muscles, your skin, whatever, when there's something bad happening there, that sends a signal to your blood vessel to say, loosen up a little bit. Man, it's loosen so intelligently up, designed. 
Don't do it. <laughs> anyway, so once that signal hits the blood vessel and it's like, hey, baby, loosen up. Then the blood vessel loosens up a little bit and it puts signals to neutrophils and stuff like that on their surface being like, attach here. Right. Exit the bloodstream highway. Right, and then the rookie cop's like, yeah. like turn the car yeah. around. Yeah, right. flips the fuck out, yeah. gets out there into the A tissue. lot of them just flip over and die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just fucking don't make it. Anyway, so they get out there into the tissue. And once they run into some bad guys, they'll do four different things. Okay, what's number one? Number one, they will set off signal flares. They'll radio out pew, pew, pew. to other immune cells saying, hey, we got here first, but we're going to need backup. Okay, cool. First responders, what's the second thing they do? They will do something called degranulation. Right. Okay. What that means is that they have a bunch of payloads hanging out in their bodies just waiting. Okay. And once they feel like there's a bad guy around, they'll just start dumping that stuff out. It's like shooting bullets. Yes. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yes. Right. Bullets. Somehow they got their hands on a couple grenades. They're tossing those. <laughs> yeah. They're just fucking crazy. Awesome. This is three. Some of them will begin to phagocyto okay. stuff. So they'll start eating things. The cops run in to the bank robbery. They just tackle people. Right, they'll exactly. Pew. They'll start tackling arresting bacteria. Okay. And then the last thing that they will do, four, is they will barf up their own DNA and kill themselves. I like it. The cop rips off his vest and it's a suicide bomber too. And he's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> no criminal will live. I mean, literally, except in that situation, it's as if the cop was also filled with handcuffs. Yeah. And when he explodes, the handcuffs fly all over the place right, and right, like right. capture criminals. Right. The whole idea is to use their own DNA as a net, a physical net to trap bacteria. In. That's pretty cool. And it's a process called netosis. Why don't you make a video game about this, Sean? You're so lazy. I feel like this would make a cool video game. <laughs> That's, that is a brutal indictment. Like, <laughs> laziness is like number one on the top of my like anxious fears about myself. I remember you learning about coding like 10 years ago. I know how to code. You should make this video game, you son of a bitch. I can't make the artwork. I can't believe you're going to waste your time. Sean, this fucking guy told me that he was going to quote unquote test people for COVID-19 as a quote unquote... I don't know, like, good citizen. It's like, bitch, make this video game. <laughs> yes. Much more important. Those people are gonna die, Sean. Yeah. Think about all the people suffering at home yeah. that need entertainment for this fucking neutrophil video game you You take the about. words right out of my fucking mouth. All right, well, in any case. <laughs> so neutrophils do those four crazy-ass things. So to resummarize, set off flares to bring other dudes around. Right. They will degranulate, so they just start dumping out chemicals and shit. Right, pew, pew, pew. They'll eat up some bacteria, and they will barf up their own DNA to trap more bacteria. Okay. A lot of immune cells, including the ones that we're going to be getting into, can be pro-inflammatory or anti-inflammatory, depending on the context. Okay. Okay, so a lot of different immune cells can either make swelling happen, make areas red and puffy, and, you know... Or lessen, alleviate. Right, and help with wound healing and all kinds of shit. Neutrophils are not that way. Right. Neutrophils are just pro-inflammatory. Some civilians are going to get caught in the friendly fire. Okay, that's the price of justice. And, in fact, frankly, it always happens. Yeah. In every single neutrophil heavy immune response your own cells die some okay. nearby tissue will get damaged from it that okay. is a part of the immune response that is inevitable when neutrophils are involved and are they always involved like they're like the first responders they are the first responders there are some immune situations where neutrophils are not first on the scene because it's not a pathogen response for example uh with heart disease yeah the plaque that builds up right has a lot of immune cells in it 
but a lot of the early cells in that are actually macrophages. Sure. The neutrophils are like, let me get in there and pop off, Captain. And then Captain's <laughs> like, no, yeah. that's the heart. How about like meningitis? Do they still go into the brain and like, pop, 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 and then all the brain's dead? So they're not supposed to. They're not supposed sometimes to. Sometimes some of those cops get in there. My understanding is that very recently, there has been evidence that multiple kinds of immune cells actually make it into the brain, which for a long time we thought did not happen at all. The brain has its own kinds of immune cells. So that's cool. And then otherwise we thought it's what's called immune privileged, that the rest of the immune system does not go in there. Yeah. But there's some recent semi-controversial evidence that T cells and maybe even, which we'll get into later, and maybe occasionally neutrophils can sneak in there and be naughty sure the fbi cordoned off the brain but sometimes they need like a lab analysis like dexter to help uh, a local guy who knows some stuff so he gets in but then other rookie cops rogue cops murder local cops sneak in holy shit yeah yes i don't know if that made it less confusing or more confusing but yeah i agree with you yeah this show requires either a background in immunology or cop shows <laughs> All right. Okay. So that was neutrophils. So let's take a break and then we'll get into the next major type of phagocytic cell. The Syrian refugee crisis, the civil war in Yemen, the genocide of the Rohingya. When's the last time anyone even gave a shit about that stuff? We don't think about it anymore. We don't care because we're all playing Animal Crossing. Available on Nintendo Switch today! Guys, welcome back. We've talked about neutrophils, the rookie cops. Now we need to talk about the normal beat cops. The big cops. The macrophages, if you will. Wow, fuck. That was really useful. Thank you. Okay, so we are going to talk about macrophages. You condescending I am, son of a I bitch. am off my game because of how good you were just now. Sean okay. walked into here and was like, I got four hours. Fuck you. I got so much work to do in quarantine. All right, everyone calm down. So when you think of an immune cell, you're probably thinking of Osmosis Jones and are probably thinking of a macrophage. Right. They're and the ones. They look like kind of long, kind of lean black men, right? I mean, they look like Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, except they look like a fried egg. Oh, okay. So they kind of have these wavy edges and a circular nucleus, and they're just kind of hanging out there. These, You know, like they have like a darker spot, and then otherwise this kind of fried egg look. Okay, cool. Okay? They hang out in tissues, and they eat stuff. Okay. They're sort of like a mix between sanitation workers and police officers. Right. In that they do definitely do a lot of immune response stuff, but they also have just a day-to-day -day maintaining tissues, cleaning out debris... That kind of job. It's kind of so, like what Roman soldiers used to do. Is when it wasn't a war, you would just like throw them into cities and be like, sweep the streets. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. Or just like how the U.S. Army is sometimes deployed to do what's basically like engineering and construction work, right? I'm glad we haven't deployed those resources, though, okay? Because the states are lying about how many masks and ventilators <laughs> there are. Don't you fucking... <laughs> All right, so they will do stuff commonly as a standard part of their job to just sort of clean out dying cells and, you know, debris okay. and stuff like that. Mm. And, in fact, their duty of cleaning out shitty, dying, and not very functional cells is probably something that helps keep your tissues young and functional and is something that gets worse over time and probably contributes to aging. Who's the cop in The Simpsons? Ralph's uh, dad? Chief, Chief Wiggum. Okay, so I, now I know that all my macrophages are like <laughs> Chief Wiggum. Because <laughs> I don't think I'm keeping uh, up well. <laughs> have another donut. Yeah, great. 
And in fact, like for example, the plaque people talk about, we were just talking about with atherosclerosis, macrophages are sort of the main ones that go in and they're trying to clean up a lot of the cholesterol that has built up. Right. On the outside of your arteries. You can't let neutrophils in there because they'll just blow up and rip everything apart. You need the macrophages in there to like really properly. So when plaques get really advanced, when people have like advanced atherosclerosis, there are neutrophils that are involved at that point. Shit. And usually it's a bad sign. It usually means that their plaque is very unstable and dangerous. All hands on deck. Yes. So, you know, they are also immune cells, though, that are involved in the fighting off of invaders. Okay, so they're not just janitorial staff. They also eat up bacteria. They can eat up viruses. Sure, the Tratarii. Yeah. Cool. That's a kind of Roman soldier, right? Yeah, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, they're the third rank in the the pre-Marian reforms. Uh, they're the guys, they're the veterans with spears that did like, once the young guys got ass blasted, yeah. it was like, okay, well, now here's the old guys. Yeah, and they'd come in Uh-oh. and clean up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... They will do something called antigen presentation. Cool. Okay, and what that means is after they eat up some kind of pathogen, they'll digest the pathogen jam. And they get on Zoom, and they're like, this is what we ate today. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Wow, hey, that was a great plug for Zoom. They will break down the bacteria or viruses into little pieces and then show those pieces on their surface to the adaptive immune system. Right. So antigen presentation is a really important interface between the innate immune system and the adaptive immune system to just show the adaptive immune system, right. like, this is what's going on right this now. This is when the rugged veteran walks into the new Roman camp and he throws the head of a barbarian on the ground. And he's like, they burned 10 villages. And then the general's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but I don't want to go because I'm a pansy and uh, Rome is falling. Sure. Or like scouts, right? Yeah. They'll collect intelligence on what is going yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) on what the enemy forces look like and return that back to people who can strategize about it right they have a mole on their left cheek (laughs) so macrophages are definitely pro-inflammatory a lot of the time okay but they can also be anti-inflammatory and play a really important role in the healing of tissues regeneration of tissues and wound healing so macrophages switching over like when you get a cut the point where your skin is healing back up Macrophages play an important role in helping resolve all of that to make sure it goes smoothly. Mm, those are some good legionnaires. Yeah, okay. God damn, you are really stuck on this fucking Roman thin, aren't you? Well, why you gotta put a fine point on it? Like that? <laughs> okay, <laughs> anyway, this anti-inflammatory nature of macrophages can actually be exploited also in that in cancer, in oh. tumors, there are often a lot of macrophages, but they have been fooled by the cancer to act as an anti-inflammatory macrophage very scary. instead of as a pro-inflammatory macrophage. It's like how the Secret Service has been fooled into helping Illuminati presidents for the last 50 years. <laughs> so, uh, and macrophages, macrophages in their pro- or anti-inflammatory job are also responsible for sending signals to other immune cells. So if they're okay. being pro-inflammatory, they'll send signals out being like, hey, come on, I need more help, or... There's bad guys around, but when they're in anti-inflammatory mode, they can send out signals being like, calm down, you know, we need to start fixing things and fixing up the tissue and stuff like that. So macrophages can okay. signal either way. So we've got our rookie cops who go in and blast everything neutrophils. We got our kind of like Roman soldiers, they're cleaning the streets, they're fighting, but they're not always first on the scene, right? Although sometimes they're first on the scene. Yes. So one of the things that's different there that I want to say is that Neutrophils really do patrol in the blood. They're going around, they're waiting for some kind of signal to be like, hey, let's take the highway exit, right? Okay. Whereas 
macrophages are like literally in the tissues and often are very tissue specific in that there are macrophages that have really specific names because they only live in one organ. Right. So for example, Kupfer cells are macrophages that live in your liver and their main job is not predominantly about inflammation. Like they're, right. they're not really about immune response. It's maintenance. Right. And cleaning up. Right. There's a lot of stuff to clean up in my liver. Exactly. Yeah. Thank yes. you, Cooper cells. And also another kind of very macrophage-like cell is called microglia cells. Ma macrophagic, if you will. <laughs> microglia cells. They macrophagic live... is a macrophage that does magic tricks for like little baby <laughs> immune cells in its free time. <laughs> macrophagic is pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> God damn. Macrophagic Johnson is like a character in the new Osmosis Jones. I like Played it. by Matthew Johnson. I like it. He, he is still alive. Amazing. Still alive. He's anyway. got good macrophages. Fucking let me get back on topic, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay. Microglia cells are ones that live in your brain. So they were some of the immune cells I was talking about that are the brain-specific immune cells. And okay. they go around. They're thought to be really important for cleaning up any kind of stuff in your brain and might be related to... Illnesses like Alzheimer's sure. and Parkinson's. They're very arrogant, prestigious janitors. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like the janitorial elite who go to Hogwarts. What? <laughs> They're magic janitors. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> God damn it. So, None of this is going to make any sense to fucking anybody now. Uh, but <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> that's anyway, true. Okay, no, you okay. okay, I think there's a third type of cell. Yeah, there's another type of cell. Okay, what is it? Our next dudes up are dendritic cells. This is another type of phagocyte. They don't typically eat as well as macrophages or neutrophils, so they don't do as much consuming, but they are very good at antigen presentation. So the stuff that they do eat, right. they break it down really efficiently, they put it on their surface, and then they really make sure that they go out and they find adaptive immune cells, T right. cells and B cells, and they show that shit. They make sure that it's seen so that those adaptive immune cells can start to do the process of giving you memory okay immunity. well that's really important yeah so do they do any other shit i mean that's their major function and that's a good function yes they can also be pro and anti-inflammatory just like macrophages. the name dendritic yeah isn't that like like in your fucking brain or something like your neurons like right so dendrites are talking about these sort of tree limb like shapes on neurons right right so when you look at neural cells they're sort of off the body of the neuron there's these little branches that go up, right right and that's actually dendro is tree right that's what that root means. i see okay and dendritic cells when they're matured they sort of also look like they have these little tree branches coming off is that like them. more space to do all that protein recepting or something yeah all right yeah. cool it's more surface area Sweet. Yeah, so dendritic cells are actually a classic example of a cell type that some immunologists do not believe exists. Wow. Some but immunologists think that they are just macrophages. For the sake of Twitter wars, you guys are douchebags. <laughs> okay, I want you to tweet that ass shot. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a good way to get flamed. Okay, so we got one more. Kind of. Oh, oh ugh. Yes. So this last category, monocytes, I would classify as a kind of phagocytic cell, maybe, sort of. Okay. In that they're a very frustrating type of cell. On their own, they do not really phagocytose. They hang out in the bloodstream a lot, like neutrophils. When they get called into an area, maybe neutrophils will send up a signal, monocytes will go into that area next. They turn into a kind of cell that's a lot like a dendritic cell or a lot like a macrophage. Okay. Once they do that transformation process, then they phagocytose cells a lot. So these are like the watchmen, or they're like vigilantes. 
Yeah, you know? sure. They'll run into the phone booth and put on a Superman outfit and then commit, you know, crimes against law and order. Yeah, or they're like volunteer cops or something like that. Yeah, if, they're if like Swiss citizen right. arrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that, like, in your day-to-day business, you're a watchmaker or something, right? Yeah. You know, you're making chocolate in the Swiss Alps. But then you get the call and then you put your little cap on, you grab your handcuffs out of the drawer and now you're a cop. So... Monocytes are an area where there's a lot of naming fights over because the cells that the monocytes turn into, when they act exactly like a macrophage, are they macrophages? Right. Or are they a monocyte that turned into a macrophage-like cell? Right. (laughs) That is a whole argument. I mean, seriously, there's papers written about this argument. Right. I don't really give a shit. Like, honestly, I'm all about, like, functionally what stuff does for humans. So, like, it just, it totally does not matter to me what we call them. But some people get into big arguments about this. So, fucking leave me alone. I know people argue about this. Don't tweet at me about it. Okay. We've just gone through all the white blood cells that eat other fuckers, right? Yes. Okay, let's take a break. And then we're going to get into some other esoteric motherfuckers. Yes. Allergy secrety cells. The following is an actual advertisement. A lot of you guys out there have creative projects, music, photography, screenplays, and short films that deserve to compete and be showcased in festivals. Now, obviously, a pandemic is not a great time to physically go to a festival. And as a result, a lot of ways to get your work out there have been closed off, maybe for the rest of the year. That's why it's great there's the Boston Collective Film Festival. It's a festival for music, photography, podcasts, and cinematic arts that's entirely run online. That means it's still happening, people. They're open for submissions throughout the month, and the winners are showcased on the YouTube channel of their partner, a content creator with 25,000 subscribers. Go check them out at filmfreeway.com boston. Use our promo code PetriDish to get a 10% discount on your entry fee. Get exposed, not to COVID-19, at the Boston Collective Film Festival. That's promo code PetriDish, all one word, filmfreeway.com slash boston submissions until april 20th so i feel like we've run the gambit we've like gone through the entire police station we have our rookies we have our veterans we've got our profilers we even got some weird citizen swiss arrest people what other cells do we even need if i feel like we've just figured out our innate immune system yeah so there's these allergy secrety type cells that basically they come in and they just like dump toxic waste in the area they just get set off and then they will put out histamines or something it'll make you be sneezy or it'll have some kind of allergic reaction i don't know what a great analogy maybe the person holding the fire hose when they're hosing down a crowd of protesters or something okay, like so this they are useful Yeah, they have uses. Because it just sounded like they're assholes. Well, in a lot of cases, responses that are similar to an allergic response are supposed to be appropriate if the thing is dangerous. Right. right? A lot of the word allergy means that you're you're over-responding to something that's innocuous. We'll have an allergy episode later. Right. But the same kind of response to non-innocuous things is really good. Like Antifa. (laughs) (laughs) fuck me (laughs) just kidding wow i thought we were done with antifa okay or pro biden people both sides holy shit (laughs) (laughs) hashtag both sides (laughs) okay so what are some examples of these allergy type cells the first one's up mast cells okay mast cells hang out in your mucosa a lot so any place that you're talking about mucus you can typically see mast cells okay and that's in a lot of your different tissues mostly not in your eyes and central nervous system. But a lot of other tissues have mucosa. 
they commonly hook up with what are called IgE antibodies. So there's a lot of different kinds of antibodies, and we'll talk about that, I think, in this episode, but okay. later. Okay. There's a lot of different kinds of antibodies, but there's one type of antibody that's very particularly linked to allergy, and it's IgE, the E letter. Okay. Uh, they commonly hook up with those. So if there's IgE antibodies hanging around, mast cells will run into them, take that as a signal that they need to just like fucking pop off, and they will send out this kind of huge silo of inflammatory signals. And they just, they can cause vasodilation and edema. What those things are, are the sort of medical words for what I was kind of describing earlier, which is vasodilation means your blood vessels get bigger, right. they get wider. Right. So that means you have more flow. And then edema means you have more liquid flowing into your tissue area. Okay. So that's swelling. And so that means you have more bulk, just like liquid pouring in, and that will help other immune cells come into the area, rush right. in. So again, like in the context of allergies, this is an overreaction, but there's all sorts of other shit that could get into somewhere. And you would want all these reactions. Right, right. So for example, if you have some kind of pathogen that got under your skin somehow, you usually don't want it to get into your bloodstream. Right. Because you your bloodstream then is a highway. You, it can get anywhere. You want the mast cells to be like, boom, 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 come in. Yeah, and if the mast cells come in and they set off the signal that says, dilate the blood vessels, flow more liquid in, that flow of liquid will make it harder for the pathogen to swim toward your bloodstream. Right. Because basically they would have to flow, or they'd have You're to swim upstream. upstream. Exactly. Right. Right. So that that's a case where mast cells can be very useful yeah. and important. And an otter is like the Mississippi, Sean. <laughs> When the Mississippi be flowing, there's no way to get up that flow. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so mast cells are also responsible, though, for causing, like, hives and eczema, and they toss out a lot of histamines, and they can right. make you very itchy. So, right. again, useful, but occasionally pops off too much. Right, yeah. I think a lot of contexts where we think about mast cells are when they're annoying us and not actually sure. helping Sure. Only us. news is bad news. <laughs> right. Or whatever the expression <laughs> yeah, is. Whatever the expression No is. news is good news? Wait, what? <laughs> okay, so what's the next fucker? So that's the mast cells. Yeah, and now we have basophils. And basophils are kind of like mast cells. They do a similar sort of job, except they are formed from different cells. They have a different origin story. Okay. And they are more rare than mast cells. Very sexy. I like that. So they are still allergy cells. Some immunologists feel like basophils deserve more credit for doing things than how I just described them. But you think they're just like podunk, hillbilly, bullshit mast cells. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of them because they're inbred up in the Ozarks. So, so I looked into it a little bit more because as I was reading about them, I noticed a few places where immunologists were like, hey, fuck you guys, basophils are cool. Okay. And so I was like, all right, how are they cool? And one of the things is basophils seem to be very important for fighting off helminth infections. And helminths are a kind of worm-like parasite. Gross. And so basophils seem to be very important for immune responses to them. And they seem to be weirdly involved in a kind of acquired tick resistance. Pretty sweet. So basically, we don't pay much attention to them because we live in these like societies that have largely purged these parasites. You go to fucking Cameroon, dude? Basophil city. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. So it is the case that in people who have a lot more interactions with helminths and other worm-like parasites, 
basophils are a much more important part of their immune system. Well, Sean, I'm glad as part of this episode you checked your privilege, yeah. okay, and yes. learned about African basophils. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I tried. Um, oh, God, I had something to say. Uh, who cares? Oh, yeah, this is what it is. Immunologists really sound like a bunch of warring Germanic tribes. Yes. Like, you guys just, like, are podunking each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like it's like little fiefdoms and they're super angry all the time. Or, or different fields like you look at some other field in science and you're like wow you guys are so unified i wish i was like you yeah some other fields are like way nicer to each other like all the time i'm like jesus well, give me an example i think a lot of field work in biology sure is actually pretty nice to each other because it's like they respect each other because they're on those front lines it's like yeah. band of brothers yeah exactly whereas you guys are like bickering generals in the french high command it's all ivory tower bullshit <laughs> anyway okay last category of allergy type cells are eosinophils and so eosinophils they are very powerful fighters of extracellular parasites they store up a lot of cell killing proteins and they secrete them when they're pissed off but they can also contribute a lot to allergy problems in like dermatitis and asthma. It's interesting how all these allergy secreting cells kind of seem like they're more about like larger pathogens or yeah, like parasites. Yes, yes. And like part of their function is literally the physicality of shoving water and blood shit back at the parasite so it can't move. Right. And also just destroying shit. So they will dump out chemicals right. and stuff that can actually tear apart these larger They're parasites. They're like Agent Orange over Cambodia, right? <laughs> yeah, Nepal. Much. Yeah. Controversially, maybe cause more harm than good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one of the interesting things here is that because these allergy type guys are also ones that are supposed to be fighting these parasites that, as you said, a lot of first world countries do not really encounter very much. They can see pollen instead and be like, fuck pollen. A lot of people think that the reason why there are so many allergy issues in first world countries might be because these cells don't have enough to do. Right. That if they were more focused on fighting the parasites, then there would be fewer situations where they're overreacting to allergens. Right. They're like young men in Europe in 1913. Yeah, exactly. They need stuff to do. Start a war. Exactly. Okay, so... New category, final category of innate immune cells are NK cells and innate lymphoid cells. Okay. Why the fuck do we have these two? I feel like we've already got everything. Why do we need these guys? <laughs> so, in a lot of these cases, the things that you're trying to fight off are pathogens like bacteria or viruses, sometimes even fungi or something. Occasionally parasites, I suppose. Yes. Every once in a while, you might want to fight off your own cells. Oh, fuck. Yes. Manchurian candidate level shit. So NK cells are natural killer cells is what NK stands for. NK ultras. <laughs> I like it. And these NK cells, natural killers, kill your own cells. Dude, badass. It's... I don't know why. It makes me think kaiju. I don't, I don't know why. The term NK ultra makes me think... I guess that's not even really their name. So what they do is on a one-by-one -one basis, they'll check out cells and they'll see... Not necessarily whether those cells are producing everything correctly. Like a lot of that is kind of more specific work. But a lot of times what they'll do is they'll check to see if cells have their IDs all in order. Holy shit. And that all of our cells usually try to put certain molecules on their surface that say, yeah, I'm a human cell from Nathan's body and I belong here. And NK cells go around surveilling that. And if they see something wrong, they can dump out chemicals and kill yourself oh signals. Oh my God. And tell that cell to die. Dude, this is some dystopic shit. Yeah, dude. So they tell the cell to die. Yeah. Like for suicide. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Now, I mentioned NK cells, but then also other innate 
lymphoid cells. Okay. And so there are other kinds of cells in this category. Some of them do a similar kind of job. Other ones are actually almost turned by cancer. Cancer will take these kinds of cells who would normally try to fight off cancer and corrupt them and turn them into cells that help Holy support shit, the dude. cancer. You should make a video game about immunology. <laughs> I mean, I know I already You already said told that. me to do this. I know, I know I said that, but it should be like set in the favelas or like the tumor is the favela and it's like the corrupt cops in the favela, you know? <laughs> City of T-cells. So, so City of cells. In those cases where the cancer has corrupted these innate lymphoid cells, they can make it so innate lymphoid cells now send out signals being like, there's nothing wrong here. Everything's cool. And then other immune cells won't come in and detect the cancer. Damn. And then the last thing I want to say before... You son of a bitch. One more thing I want to say is that innate immunity also includes cells that are not immune cells, technically. And that innate immunity also includes stuff like your skin being a physical barrier is right. a part of the concept of innate immunity. Okay. But then also, a lot of other cell types are capable of eating stuff every once in a while. Okay. Okay. Not as their main job or not even as like a secondary job, but like way down the line... Every once in a while, they can eat stuff. And when they do, sometimes they are actually, they're like the people calling 911. Right. Right. And that in some cases, it's not just a cop driving around all of a sudden seeing a crime. You need a citizen to report it. Right. And so fibroblasts, endothelial cells, sometimes epithelial cells, all of these cell types all over your body are capable of sending out that 911 call. Right. This is like... The Neighborhood Watch, the police, the FBI. What? Even the skin, which is kind of like a border wall. Yeah. All these things are kind of integrated into a broader homeland security and the dystopia that is your body. Right. Yes. Yes. And so that NSA watching everything all the time. Yeah. Every once in a while, they'll tip off the cops. Right. It's good that each individual cell does not have a guaranteed right to life, liberty, and property. <laughs> or else this would, this would be a very dystopic world. All right. <laughs> great okay yeah it's like kind of okay that it's clearly a, a dictatorship in your body because like they're not sentient yes or they, are they well osmosis jones whoa anyway okay let's take another break and then when we get back we're going to talk about the proteins of the innate immune system sweet okay guys we're back with petri dish and now we're going to talk about full whey powder <laughs> we're talking beef patties we're talking protein right there are proteins that get secreted out by cells, and they are an important part of the innate immune system. Okay, cool. In that these proteins themselves have an important job in helping defend you. One of sort of that group of proteins is called complement, in that it's supposed to help complement your immune cells. Complement sounds like an awfully boring sci-fi movie in, like, the aughts. Like, compliment. Oh, <laughs> it's like, like, like contact or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's like Ethan Hawke <laughs> has like kind of a doppelganger who kind of looks like him, right? but not fully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, keep going. So, for people at home who can't read the notes and can't see how it's spelled, not compliment like, oh, you look really nice today, but compliment as in... Uh, we compliment each other. Yeah. Like, we go together. Right. Yes, exactly like that. Yeah, like Danny Zuko and Sandy. Okay, and now... For anyone out there who is listening to this and knows what the complement system is, they will understand when I say, I do not want to talk about this. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> the details of the complement system is a, it's a fucking ass blast. It sucks. It, there's so many different proteins. They all have names like C3A and C3B and C4 C3PO. and C5A. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very frustrating. They are like the droids 
from Star Wars. Because there's so many types. Okay. Right? It's very confusing if you look through the encyclopedia. And they're kind of like, like, itsy-bitsy autonomous, but they clearly are there to complement the characters and sell merchandising. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. going to go with it. I'm okay. Gonna well, now we it. don't have to talk about proteins because well, that summarizes yeah, no. it. No. So here, here, here's the thing, though. I do want to talk about broadly <laughs> what does complement do? Okay. okay. What does complement so, do? The complement system, which is a lot of different proteins, can help do three main things. One of them is opsonization. And what that means is that they bind to pathogens like bacteria or viruses and just in attaching to them, they can make those things easier for immune cells to grab onto and eat. Sure, you eat raw meat, it's kind of hard to eat. You cook it first, throw a little paprika, very easy to eat now. Yeah, or it's like, you know how when you want to eat really hot corn on the cob, they have those little corn holders that you can like yeah, shove on there to make it yeah, easier to yeah. hold? Compliment is the corn holder. You're such a fucking communicator, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so... Complement can also do something kind of cool. They can do direct killing in that these complement proteins can run up to bacteria, pop themselves into the bacteria and make little holes in the bacteria, Damn. literally just tear Damn. holes in the bacteria. Dude, that's like hunter-seeker algorithms from yeah. uh, Alpha Centauri. Yeah, yes. Fucking cool. Yes. I hope someone else has played Alpha Centauri because it's clearly one of the best. I pulled 100% of my viewership. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't, fuck you, get Alpha Centauri. Best game ever made. So they can also direct kill. And then the last thing is they can send off signaling cascades to recruit a lot of other immune cells. That's cool. So the way that the complement system works is a lot of these proteins can break into pieces after they do something. So, right. so one of the proteins can break, half of it will shove itself into bacteria and form a hole, and the other half will go off. And if it gets detected by an immune cell, will tell the immune cell that there's some shit going down. Yeah, these are the attack dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Much better than neutrophils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what other kinds of proteins are part of the innate immune system? Yeah. Big category that's a little underappreciated are called natural antibodies. Okay. We're going to actually talk about antibodies also in the adaptive immune system episode. Okay. Because most antibodies that we normally think about are part of our adaptive response. They're really specific right. to something. But then there's some antibodies that are just like... Normal motherfuckers who floating yeah, around? Yeah, basically, that we're kind of making all the time. Generalists. Yes. Okay. So just in general, we can do the antibody introduction here. Antibodies are pretty big proteins, actually. And they are these kind of Y-shaped goobers that look an awful lot like somebody doing the YMCA move. Yeah. I had mentioned to you before recording, like, these are the things that I saw in like middle school documentaries, right? They're just right. like big fucking Ys floating around. Right. And for our conversational purposes, it will be useful to know that in that Y shape, the hands out there yeah. are the parts that are supposed to recognize the pathogen. Or the rest whatever. of it is just bullshit? Like what's the rest of the protein? Right. So the main important part of the rest of it is the feet portion, okay. right? So it's got these two arms and that way it can grab more than one dude, right? Yeah. Or alternatively, it could grab more than one spot on that dude. So the feet portion, that's where you see a lot of differences between the different letters of antibody. Okay? Yeah. There's IgG, IgA, IgM, IgE, IgD. So there's all these different letters and they have different feet portions. And those feet portions can be recognized by immune cells. And I should say different antibodies can be structured different ways. So IgG antibodies usually are just single Y shapes floating around. But some of the other ones, like IgM, can be multiple Y shapes kind of stuck together to each other. Okay? And we'll talk more about those in the adaptive part, but just to give you guys an idea of what these look like, right? 
And so what do those hands actually recognize? The hands are recognizing something called an antigen. So you have antibodies, they recognize antigens. Okay. And antigens are usually little protein bits, little chunks of proteins. They're just like hanging off of fucking bacteria or viruses and shit? Right. Well, bacteria and viruses have a lot of proteins on their surfaces. And so the point is, if a bacteria has a protein out there, the antibody doesn't need to recognize the whole protein. Right. It just needs to recognize a little chunk of it. Right. right. It's sort of like if the protein's a person, then what the antibody's specific for is like, you know, a Steeler's hat or right. something like that. Take that guy out. <laughs> <laughs> so... The way that antibodies get that specificity is they're made by B cells. And usually that whole process is where antigen presenting cells come in. Right. Is the antigen presenting cells present antigen, the little chunks of protein, to B cells. And are like, hey, check this out. Why don't you make some antibody against this? Now, generally antibodies, yeah, they're made by B cells. And B cells, when we're talking about them later, are adaptive immune cells usually. Right. Because again, these are just generalists. It's going to get a lot more complicated pretty soon. Right. And so these natural antibodies, they exist in you from like when you're a newborn and shit. Damn. Before you run into really any pathogens. Damn. So they're kind of the innocent Edenic antibody. Yeah. Not a useful thing to say. <laughs> uh, why are they useful if like we know our body tailors antibodies to specific antigens? Why is a generalist useful at all? So sometimes they are against stuff that we want to have some kind of cleanup or warning signal about that has nothing to do with a pathogen. So for example, when cells die, sometimes they release stuff when they die. Okay. So a lot of our natural antibodies are actually against that kind of thing. Okay, interesting. Stuff from our own cells that's indicative of some kind of damage. Sure, sure, sure. It's like a hobo who dies on the street and then his gut split open and there's all sorts of crazy shit spiling out and like flies and stuff. And the antibody's like, whoops, <laughs> well, <laughs> get that shit. <laughs> or, or it's like the canary in the coal mine, right? Yeah, okay, and, yeah. And that the antibodies help detect when there's some kind of problem and hopefully you can catch the whole issue ahead of time. So often these natural antibodies are kind of like you were saying, they're not super specific to one antigen. In that they're not super refined, and that's how babies can be popping them out before they've been seeing bacteria or any kind of shit. Right. right. Okay. We want to have some sort of potential response before we have the chance to interact with, like, very specific types of pathogens. Right. And so, you lump all that stuff together, the proteins, all those different kinds of cells we talked about, that is basically our innate immune system. Okay, yeah. Again, all the cops, their dogs, their fucking border walls, all their shit... Uh, that sometimes overreacts, kills yeah. a bunch of civilians, Yes, uh, but also is necessary. Yeah. So we got to rein them in. Yeah. This would be a controversial statement on the societal level, but, yeah. but the innate immune system is really important. And even though there's a lot of diseases, which we'll talk about later in a completely different episode, there's yeah. a lot of diseases that stem from innate immune cells doing the wrong thing. Right, right, right. Corrupt cops, right? But in our next episode... We have to talk about even more advanced shit. Sometimes the threats to your body, the threats to America, is not just some random shit getting in there that an innate cop can deal with, okay? It's like Al-Qaeda. It's like the IRA, right? Well, I don't know if they ever did anything in America. That's a bad example. <laughs> the mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mafioso Sicilians, bro. Yeah. Okay? We need a very adaptive system, okay? That's very intelligent. We need the CIA. We need the FBI. We need our adaptive immune system. Yeah. That's great. And the thing is that, realistically, 
a lot of stuff gets taken care of by our innate immune system before it ever gets to that level. Right. But there are definitely, like you're saying, threats. You got to have that adaptive part. Right. So episode one was Die Hard. Guys, get ready for episode two, Jack Ryan. (laughs) Or Jason Bourne. Well, let's say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you to Brian Allen for the artwork. Hey, thanks for us to making a pot of it, right? Holy shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Petri Dish if you want to give us a dollar per month or something like that for making this kind of thing. Tweet at Sean. Yes. Check out our promo on YouTube. Yes. Do we know what our YouTube channel's name is? It's like www.youtubexyzzv, right? Like it's fucking, <laughs> I don't know. Look up Petri Dish Podcast on YouTube. Check right. it out. At Dish Podcast on Twitter at Petri Dish Podcast on Instagram, and our email address is PetriDishPod at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.